Forgotten Heroes. It's me, Zach. I'm joined by Chris. Chris, how you doing? Welcome back from vacation. It's good to be back. I'm tan. You can't tell by this recording, but I am I am more tan. You as am I. We so funny story is dingus that I am. <laughs> um forgot to edit and release the last episode we did before he went away on vacation. I did for two of them. I forgot the third. Like a knucklehead. So that one came out last week. Uh and then, you know, we, so Chris and I were gone for I think you were we were gone for longer than I was. I was gone I for was two only weeks. Gone for like I was gone for yeah. two weeks, had two episodes released, and then I forgot to release the last one, the Blue Beetle episode. And you're also probably wondering, uh, guys, you said you were going to do DC and Marvel. These uh, two DC, then two Marvel. What happened? All right, look. <laughs> Vacation. We forgot. Fuck it. Well, yeah. this one is coming out now. The next oh, one will probably. We don't, need, we don't need to make excuses. We're going to do the podcast the way we want to do it. Yes, but to our fans, the excuse is we've fucked up. Um, <laughs> I'm like, but, uh, fuck it, we're doing live. And you're like, I'm really sorry, guys. <laughs> you are correct, but also we messed up. But it's okay. We're going to do DC again. And then we'll go back to normal Marvel. Back to our normal two-week, two-week shtick, whatever. The regular scheduled programming will happen. It's just happening in not the same order that it was right now. And then we'll yes. go back you know, the TV channels are, um, they're out of sync. You know, you can call the cable guy to come fix it. He's not going to do a great job. Your dad's going to yell about how overpriced it is. He's going to smack the cable box a couple times, and it's going to fix it, and then we'll be back Chris, on track, you know? Chris, what? that was a stretch for an analogy, my guy. Well, you never had that happen to you? Just me? Just you. Um, Probably me, but I don't remember. Anyway, <laughs> so I went away to... Uh, Israel on birthright, and then I extended my trip for another five days, so I've been gone for a while. Um, but while I was there, I didn't read anything really, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> did not have time to do that. Or when I got back to my room or Airbnb, I was tired as hell. But I did buy um, this Hebrew issue. It's more like a, I think it's more like a kids kids thing of Miles Morales Spider Man, but it's in Hebrew, and I'm like. I, I gotta get it. Yeah, that's. Really I can't cool. read it, but I gotta get it. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure there's an English one somewhere. I don't. Doesn't matter. By the way, yes, we're starting off with uh, what we've been reading, and I'm not even gonna ask Chris because I'm just gonna start it. <laughs> I have been reading. So I finished Tales from the Dark Multiverse, Volume Two, which does not hold Obak from our last episode, but it does have Dark Multiverse takes on Batman Hush. Flashpoint, Wonder Woman, War of the Gods, Crisis on Infinite Earths, and Dark Knight's uh, Metal, which which is funny because this kind of was born off of Death Metal, or this was made before Death Metal, so I just thought it was funny. It was like, we have an issue of what if the Dark Knight's Metal happened? Like, I, what? I, which is weird. The, the, the Dark Multiverse, not consistent, but it's okay. Um, so it's just... It was really funny to me of like, how the hell are you going to do Dark Knight's Metal if they won, if that involved the entire multiverse? Like, what? But, um, um yeah, these were interesting takes on basically what if everything went to shit. And then I also read, and these these I got in Israel, even though, you know, they're in English and it doesn't, whatever, I could have gotten them here, but it doesn't matter. Um, the Marvels, the war in 
Sang Gong. I'm sure I'm not reading that right. And it, it, the art cover is, and the back cover, they look like they're made by Alex Ross, so it's kind of supposed to be a play on his the on his Marvels run right before he did Ruins. Um, so I'm not 100% sure really if this takes place in the Marvel Universe or if this is supposed to be outside of it. But um, yeah, this is kind of interesting of like some history. And I think it might be the main Marvel Universe, though it's not 100% sure because they have like New Heroes Arrow in it, but they also have like the Fantastic members of Fantastic Four and they're in Vietnam for whatever reason. I have no idea what's going on. Interesting. It's like past, present, and future. And there's, I don't know. It's really weird. It's interesting, but I'm like, I really want to know more. But I'm also like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. So I can't tell if it's canon. Doesn't matter. There's a new character. Um, there's a new character. I forgot her name. I think Warbird. I think she's from the Shi'ar. There's also mention of the Golden Age Vision. Oh. Which I didn't realize he was a thing. I also got uh, Grant Morrison's All-Star Superman, which is great. It's a great take on Superman. Um, and I feel like one of the best ones because it's it's not a satire of Superman, but it kind of is. So it's kind of like, what if Superman... Basically, what if Superman uh, had a select amount of days left? Like, mm. what would he do? How would that look like? Oh, that's cool. Yep. And I also read... I read a lot. I read The Metal Man Elements of Change, which by Dan Didio. So the Metal Men are really cool. I feel like they're underrated. Mm-hmm. Um, so this, And this also had to deal a little bit with the Dark Multiverse. So this was kind of a fallout of that. And I've been reading... Let me get this big old thing. The Omnibus of the Annihilation event that I got for cheap. I got it. It was, I'm just going to say cost a little bit over 100 I got it for less than 100 So that was a steal. That's nice. And that's got everything of the Annihilation event, which brought back the cosmic side of Marvel in the early 2000s. When did this when 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 was everything made? I think everything. I think this was like early 2000s. But like this, when you think Guardians of the Galaxy, this actually made the Guardians of the Galaxy at the time. Mm-hmm. But you wouldn't. But if you were to go read about them, you would. You'd be like, who are these people? What What are these outfits? What are they wearing? You like, because the movie changed everything. But yeah. this brought back. Because I think they had a character, Captain Victory, who was from the old. An alternate reality where the Guardians of the Galaxy takes, where the Guardians of the Galaxy first, the name first showed up, and then takes place in like the year 3000, um, and he's got Captain America's shield for some reason. I don't know. Anyway, Annihilation, great, and I love it. They were even like, oh, we should go get the Avengers. At the time, they were dealing with Civil War, and I'm pretty sure like Nova shows up and goes, are you guys fucking kidding me? We're <laughs> dealing with this bullshit. We have a wave of spa- of alternate reality space bugs that want to destroy everything. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't know if he does that Those in this, guys. but I really want to find out if he does. He's probably like, it's probably like he goes to Earth. I'm sure he goes to Earth and he's like, are you fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> All the Nova Corps are dead. What the hell is wrong with you? Yeah. And then Iron Man's probably like, what? What's the Nova Corps? He's like, oh my. Anyway, you what have you know. been reading, Chris? So while I was on the beach, I read X-Men First Class again, because I literally never get tired of that. Um, I read that a couple times, honestly. I love that comic book. That was, like, very much a big 
when I was little, I went to what, like one of those scholastic book fairs, you know, the ones that you go in with $20 and you buy like a, a cool car poster and a bunch of goosebumps. And I would usually get more comic books than I would goosebumps. So I read X-Men first class again. Um, I also read Dark Knight's Metal, The Resistance, um, because that is just like, once again, just absolutely phenomenal. I didn't get tired of that the second time through either again. Um, it's got Harley Quinn, you got Damien, Oliver Queen, Nightwing, Killer Croc, Mr. Terrific, Dr. Fate. The, like the list goes on and on and on. It's when the mountain um, sort of arrives in Gotham due to the Dark Knights invading. And it's just a really solid story. And like the weird buddy cop dynamics in the group are really fun. And it picks up with Nightwing after his business with Deathwing and him being cut by the Black Blade. And it's just, it's awesome. It's, uh, never get tired of that. Um, I also, I didn't read as many comics as I would have liked to because I found a William S. Burroughs book I've been meaning to read. And I found like a compendium of F. Scott Fitzgerald's short stories. Um, I love F. Scott Fitzgerald's and I've been trying to read William Burroughs for a while. I don't know why I am tr still trying to read William Burroughs because his shit is like a fever dream. It's crazy. Um, I won't talk about that here because we're about comic books. But I also found something very interesting when I was in the cave, when I was in Massachusetts. I went to Provincetown, which is one of my favorite places on earth, first of all. I basically grew up in that town. Um, and there was a store called like Nautilus Findings or Seaside Findings or something like that. It's one of those stores where it, it sells pretty much everything. It's got touristy stuff to stuff that if you're looking for specifically, you can find costumes. There's a dude who sells like Swiss Army knives and guns in the back of it. Like it's just one of those stores that has everything. And I found a comic book called Prime Mortals, and it was created by Leonard Nimoy and Isaac Asimov. So if you know Leonard, I mean, pretty much anybody, I imagine the people who are listening to this podcast know who Leonard Nimoy is, the original Spock from Star Trek. And Isaac Asimov is an amazing, prolific science fiction writer. He's probably one of my favorite writers of all time. And I had absolutely no idea that they worked on a comic book together. So it's called The Primordials, like I said before. I only found issue three. From the little research that I did, there's like 15 or 16 issues. Um, and the whole thing is based off of a future, like a race of aliens. So this was, I don't know off the top of my head when it was first created. Oh, it actually says it right here, May 1995. So the year before I was born. Um, and so it's 90s cheese to the max. I'm looking at the cover right now and it's got a giant green alien with red eyes and tentacles and armor and a whole bunch of crazy stuff going on in the page and it's perfect 90s cheese on top of it but it has to do with the human race finding aliens for the first time and those aliens escaping a war on their planet one of which is sort of like the herald of it and he comes to earth to warn humanity that hey the invasion is coming my people can't stop it anymore I'm like coming here to tell you that like you need to leave and humanity's like, we can't leave. So it seems like this specific character goes on a mission to try and help them in some way. Like I said, I haven't started reading it. I've been reading all the other stuff. I found this on the last day at Provincetown and I drove home. So I didn't have a chance to read it in the car, but I'm very excited to get started on it. And I'm not sure whether I want to start with issue three or if I want to see if I can find, um, digital versions i doubt i can find digital versions i started to look and there wasn't a whole lot of hope but i know that on amazon they sell a couple of the first few issues so i'm thinking 
maybe I'll get as many as I can from Amazon and read through them and go from there. But it's very interesting and weird. And it's got some of the old-timey ads in it, too. And it also introduced me to a new comic book studio. So I'm I'm really stoked to start reading that in addition to all the other casual reading I was doing on the beach while burning the tops of my feet and having crabs almost literally chop off my toe. I had a, I had a sand crab that gouged the side of my toe, Zach. Like, I was bleeding in the water. It was crazy. In addition to that, I also saw the biggest spider crab I've ever seen in my life. The dude was like... If his legs were outstretched, it would have reached shoulder to shoulder for me, which I'm not like a big dude, but that's a significant distance. So, yeah, vacation was great. Read lots of comic books. And now we're back. And we're going to talk about, I think this episode might be one of the best examples of a forgotten hero. Yeah, I think I think it really, really symbolizes it very well. I'm, I'm pretty sure we read, I read uh, a more recent issue, a more recent run of him. It was like a single volume run i don't know if they're going to continue it and i and i'm now i'm going to want to uh go back and read it probably to figure remember which ones we're taught which one uh which ones we are going to be talking about that's mm-hmm. in said issue so we're talking about dark hawk and i'm sure yeah. a lot of you just went who in the fuck is dark hawk dark hawk is somebody that i really hope marvel does well put him in guardians 3 put him in guardians 4 i don't know do something yeah. no he needs to be utilized especially after like revamping and doing all the research for this episode um i remembered that i actually have a punisher and dark hawk collaboration comic book that is one of my most prized possessions and after going through all the research for this episode i read through it again and it was just like i imagined you know it's perfect he's awesome you know there's a lot of them that's 90s cheese and you can very much tell that he's from the 90s, even based on his armor and his current run. So I don't know. I still also, I will die on this hill. I think Darkhawk has one of the, probably one of, if not my favorite armor sets in Marvel. He's just, he's so cool. His edgelord to the max. Everything that my, that my childhood would have loved with the black and the red. And it's so wonderful. Yeah, I mean... <sighs> He's just, again, he's so, I, for the longest time, I didn't know anything about him. I was just like this. And then yeah. I learned about him. I'm like, who the, I'm like, I want more. And I'm much so more familiar with his, yeah, I'm much more familiar with his early origins, like I said. His newer stuff is all new to me. Yep. So, first one we're going to talk about, all, oh, by the way, all these, most, all, okay, all of them are on 616, unless we mm-hmm. say otherwise. But for the most part, every, everybody here is, main marvel universe so we're gonna start with the first one christopher powell the original dark hawk from earth i'm gonna preface why uh he was the son of a district attorney mother and a cop father and his younger brothers were john and jason and the three boys snuck out one day to an abandoned amusement park to see their father take a bribe from mob boss felipe bazin i'm sure they just wanted to see what their dad was doing and stumbled across this shit Mm-hmm. So while he, while trying to escape from Bazin's henchmen, Chris stumbled upon an amulet that allowed him to transpose himself into the Dark Hawk armor, devoting his life to using the armor as an edge against crime. Really early uh, morals here. He befriended. You can hear the '90s, yeah. <laughs> I can hear the the era of his creation. I don't know if it was '90s, but it was definitely the era of his creation. Fair. Uh, but he definitely kind of looks more like he's from the '90s. So he befriends Spider-Man, Speedball, Turbo, and Nova. I th- I don't know which Nova. 
and I don't remember Turbo. I know Speedball, and I know Spider-Man. I want to say Nova was probably uh, Richard Ryder. Because that's the only, other than him, other than Sam Alexander, that's the only Nova I can think of. From what I remember, I believe it is Richard Ryder. Okay, good. So, in addition to this, to this Darkhawk, um, he has, he has quite the menagerie of supervillains he's faced, as well as, like, Hobgoblin and Tombstone, the latter taking his amulet and severely weakening him. However, he was able to get it back and restore to his full abilities. More importantly, his healing factor that he gains when he switches forms. Like, this isn't like he gets armor. It's kind of like... I feel Maybe like... It's, we're going to explain it in a bit, because there's a couple, okay, there's a couple like, renaissances of understanding that Chris Powell specifically goes through about the Darkhawk armor and where it comes from and what it means. And it also kind of affects a retcon that we're going to talk about at the end of the episode here. That affects a lot of the characters we're talking about. Cool. So Darkhawk, um, after several run-ins with Venom and other supervillains that he fought, and also some of them he befriended, Darkhawk learned that his armor was autonomously existing as an as an android without him, and the amulet allowed him to swap places. So I was about to say, put his mind in the android when he switches. Mm-hmm. And more importantly, okay. when he's in the android body or when he's in the quote-unquote Darkhawk armor, if he's damaged in that armor and he comes back to his human form, he's healed. So that's like that's like one of the big sort of advantages that he has. Yeah, I don't know about the android. Android's probably like, what the fuck? Um, I think they I think they make a bunch of them. And I say they so, because I don't want to reveal who it is quite yet. Yeah, so Chris and the suit... So for a time, Chris and the suit uh, were actually separated, and the suit gained new powers. However, it was short-lived, and they remerged, which allowed the prospect of no longer needing the amulet to switch places. He's also known for his uh, loner, loner runs, where he joins a group of ex-superhero teenagers, which showed that Powell had some trouble controlling his anger, while in the Darkhawk persona, and he attempted to take a break. Uh, that was stopped by Ultron's arrival, one of the many times Ultron was all-encompassing, mm-hmm. with Darkhawk delivering the killing blow to him and convincing him he needed to stay to stay in this life. Eventually, a being known as Talon came to Earth, offering to teach Chris to use his powers to his full potential, and the two traveled to the negative zone to face Annihilus, where Chris fully bonded with his amulet and with with his new power, he's able to recognize the fraternity of raptors where Talon came from was actually more sinister, even though they created the amulet. A new player named Evil Hawk, real fucking original names, uh, <laughs> emerged in this time, but it was eventually revealed that he was a construct from Powell's mind, leftover energy from the amulet, his brain was still decoding. During this time, Chris was separated from his suit though a new technique used by another raptor known as Razor, uh, oh, he separated through uh, a new technique by Razor. Mm-hmm. So while in his suit, Razor assassinated Magistrix Lalandra, a royal family member of the Shi'ar family, and the creators of the Darkhawk armor. So the family, the Shi'ar family created the Darkhawk armor. Mm-hmm. Chris's name was eventually cleared, but he used the same technique to free Razor after a malevolent being known as the Sphinx attempted to recruit the Raptors. These are all sounding like, like, ugh, there's a DC, there's a Green Lantern villain I can't remember anymore, but it was like a, an offset of the Guardians that became the Controllers made their own armor-like things that sound a lot like this, and I can't remember which one came first, but it was like they're supposed to be more like the police of the universe but more mm. 
not even extreme, but more like, listen, if you're a known criminal and you are like, like really bad, we will just kill you. Like we don't care. Um, yeah. So Chris, so Powell was kidnapped by Arcade sometime after and brought to Murder World, where he was forced to participate in a battle royale. His and he had his amulet stolen. He was beaten into a coma and he got the amulet after waking up. The, his amulet was taken by Chase Stein, who's not not exactly combat thinking individual who used the armor to his advantage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he Chase reserved, Stein was. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, well, Chase Stein is a member of the Runaways. Yeah, and he was also one of a couple people who took his amulet and used it while he was on Murder World. But Chase yeah. is kind of like the most notice, like notable, because also like when he puts it on, he's like, "Holy shit, I'm Darkhawk! How the hell did this happen?" Like he's just as shocked by it as. Uh, yeah, and it also like. And from the picture that I saw of him, it integrated his his gauntlets into the armor. So, and that was uh, a choice that was made by the designers, and fans did not like it. I'm sure. I'm well, they on, I'll be honest. They kind of had to distinguish mm-hmm. between him and and Powell. But yeah, you could have done literally anything else to distinguish the fact that that's not Chris Powell. It's not Chris Powell. Yeah. You didn't, you didn't need to use the whole gauntlets. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, Powell resurfaced in New York. He settled down, got married, became a cop like his dad, and he took the same uh, beat his father did, and one night got a call about a disturbance in an abandoned amusement park, which is exactly where he found the amulet, and two corrupt cops, officers Fingeroth and Conrad, attempted to turn him into a corrupt cop like his father. He denied it, obviously. He's like, nah, fuck off. And all hell broke broke loose as Raptors, the Darkhawks, came from nowhere and eviscerated um, Fingeroth and nearly killed Chris. So he's forced to track them down in a similar fashion to how he found the amulet in the first place. And a Raptor named Caronis was was able to activate the amulet with the appearance of Razor. All right. Due to the amulet taking the appearance of Razor, though, through another host, it essentially turned into a, a would-be evil version of the armor. However, its ethics changed rapidly when it discovered that a brand new set of rafters had emerged. Yeah. And we're going to... That's that's a boiled-down we'll version later. of... Yeah, what I'm going to talk about with the retcon, because it's a little bit more complicated. Yep. Now, empathetic razors sought to destroy this new cabal and, and sever their link from the Tree of Shadows. Mm-hmm. All right. The otherworldly force that that powered the amulet and allowed the raptors to exist, getting their attention. They nearly hunted it down and destroyed it, but the suit made it back to Chris, now filled now filled in with the suit's memories, and he realized he couldn't sit on the sidelines anymore, and he donned the Darkhawk name once more and blasted the remaining raptors into space, pursuing the ones that survived. Uh, he got new information that the fraternity of raptors were after the Infinity Stones, because, of course, yeah, and Chris not? tried to stop stop it once and for all and he he went to their planet arc Arc, arcturus four um he was shot out of the sky and his amulet was taken doi this guy uh guy ray took the amulet and used it to create dark dark hawk or dark star hawk or whatever the fuck his name was yeah this is this one's dark dark hawk dark 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 hawk excuse me that's a stupid ass name yeah it is (laughs) it's really bad and he he injured and the injured Chris was filled in by Razor of the original Raptor, allowing Chris to tap into his hidden strength and emerge with a brand new suit because boy needs to look fresh. Mm-hmm. And he joined Nova Prime when fighting the Raptors and Dark Dark Hawk. I hate saying that. Turned on 
Guy Ray, Guy, whatever his name is, Guy Ray, whatever his name is, uh, killing him. Uh, I don't know. Geyer. I like Geyer better. Yeah. Uh, eventually, the Raptors were stopped, and Chris reclaimed his amulet, promising himself he would stay away from space for a time. Good. Stick, stick to Earth, my guy. Less, I, w- I don't want to say less problems, but less confusing shit. Yeah, for real. So he sort of realizes that he, he's told at first that the fraternity of Raptors have to do with his suit, and then it's revealed that the Shi'ar are the ones that actually created his suit, and the Raptors have sort of like twisted it into their own morals and own gains to, like, serve them, essentially. So there you go. That's the very first Darkhawk. Now we're going to move to the current Darkhawk. That is also 616, and his name is Connor Young. So Connor Young was a basketball star at Woodlawn High, but after passing out on a walk, was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. Fearing his basketball career was over, he was venting in an abandoned construction site when someone something crashed down from the sky, trapping a construction worker under the rubble. Connor tried to save him, but in the process, his sclerosis flared up, and instead, he fell back and touched the amulet, which is what had fallen from the sky, and he transformed into Darkhawk and saved the worker. Then immediately after stopping a bank, then immediately after that, he stops a bank robbery after hearing the explosion. So this dude puts on the armor, immediately saves somebody's life, and then stops a heist. And not just like a regular heist. This was sort of a heist where they were using new age technology. It was tech that nobody had seen before. So it also proved just how powerful the armor was and just how powerful Connor was. Okay. So he arrives home after the bank robbery and saving this poor worker's life. And um, he realizes that he's the new Darkhawk, even though he was a little shorter. Those are his words, not mine. And I thought that was funny, so I wanted to include it. And he also realized that he was able to perform immediately since his suit was able to share visions with him in real time about its capabilities and he could replicate them in combat. So it seems like with Connor Young, there's some sort of link that's being um, entertained more so than there was with Chris Powell. So as he's like literally fighting the antagonists or whoever it is that he's in conflict with, his suit will continue to show him simulations of how he can solve the problem. So, Then his friend Derek tricked him into thinking he wanted to buy him some new sneakers since Connor couldn't afford him with his new medicine being so expensive, right? Derek is a friend of his from the basketball team. And he's like, hey, these new sneakers just dropped. Let's go get some. And Connor's like, I can't afford it. I got to pay for my medication. And Derek's like, I'll spot you. Don't worry about it. What are friends for type thing? They do end up buying the sneakers and a thief steals them. But this was part of Derek's plan. So Derek pursues the thief. Connor transforms into Darkhawk to get them back, but he's shot with the same high-tech weaponry from the bank heist, and he stops. And when he looks up from the ground, he sees that Derek is the one holding the gun. And Derek demands the amulet from him, but Connor refuses. And they're, like, literally inches away from beating the snot out of each other when Spider-Man shows up and stops the whole thing. All right? After a checkup, it's revealed that Connor has new lesions which makes Connor start to question whether his powers are actually hurting him or if they're helping him. And he, then he's informed by his coach soon after that Derek was found dead. So Connor tries to get some information out of his other friend, Sean, about his death. And when approaching Sean as Connor, Sean was very adamant. He stands his ground. He says he doesn't know anything. But then when he transforms to Darkhawk, the dude caves so easily. And he gives him the location of a warehouse for the people who are presumably responsible for killing Derek. Right? And so Darkhawk arrives and is immediately ambushed by cyborgs. He nearly escapes, but in classic Darkhawk fashion, is shot out of the sky. And at the last minute, he's webbed up by none other than Spider-Man. 
Okay. So Spider-Man takes Darkhawk to safety, right? He transforms back to his human form, and Connor and Spider-Man go to get some coffee. So Connor admits to Spider-Man that he was way over his head and that he had sclerosis. And Spider-Man asks him why he's doing it in the first place. And Connor said that he would do absolutely anything to keep the, the ones that he loves safe, which, of course, Spider-Man is going to approve of. That's, like, very much his MO. So, which, you know, he agrees with him. And as they're talking about this whole thing, Peter is sort of, like, texting under the table as he's talking to Connor. And it turns out that he's actually texting Captain America the entire conversation because he's like, hey, this kid kind of seems like he's over ahead, but I think he has potential we should help him out type thing. And so the three of them team up together and they go back to the warehouse and they absolutely decimate the cyborg cell with all three of them. It's, it, it's pretty brutal. And then we skip forward to Derek's funeral. Sean shows up with Connor also being there. And Sean also knows that Connor is Darkhawk at this point. And the two fight with Spider-Man tag teaming in to help Connor take Sean down. And after the fight, Spider-Man reveals that Connor could trust his teammates and he was honest with them about his condition. So that's currently where Connor is at. So it's interesting. He also, um, he's got like a little bit of a variation of his powers, but I also want to mention, want to talk about the suit, right? You get all the good stuff, endurance, speed, durability, all that great stuff. But the Darkhawk also has certain tools that can help its advantage um, or, like, get the edge in battle, right? Most notably, the material of the armor, it's Shi'ar metal. So that stuff is nothing to, like, tip your not, tip your nose at. That's, like, some pretty durable shit. Um, and on top of that, you know, there's also the psychic link that Connor seems to have with it, the self, the, the regenerative healing factor when they sw- switch places. Um, so it's really, like, very much a Swiss Army knife of machinery. And the thing is, the more you connect with it, the more you're able to realize its full potential. So there are some people, um, good and bad alike, who have had different degrees of success while obtaining the Darkhawk armor. So like Chase Stein, for example, he gets to a pretty big power level on Murder World when he steals the amulet and becomes Darkhawk, but he doesn't really know how to use it, right? And then there's Talon, who we talked about previously, who was in complete control of the suit and knows how to use it, which made him so dangerous. So you Mm. get like different types of variation on how the armor handles based on who's wielding it and what they know. And I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. Like this, uh, like this next guy who I didn't even really know existed or even was considered a dark hog. Yeah. So Charles little sky, uh, he's actually a mutant Mm -hmm. and, uh, he was working as a, as a caretaker at Alice Island. He was tracked down by Puma since Puma wanted to kill him. The Avengers appeared, and and a battle ensued, causing Little Sky to react in fear and open a portal, leading, letting in the UFOs, failed copycats of the Fantastic Four, which escalated the ba- uh, the battle, and Little Sky created a different portal and left. And Dude, the- I, I, I looked up a little bit, on, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I looked up a little bit on the UFOs when I was doing the research. They're ridiculous. I recommend oh, that everybody go check out Marvel Wiki, because they are just absolutely absurd. Oh, they are. They are. And like obviously you can see you can kind of see like you know you can see the attempt. Be, yes, who was supposed to be what? Yeah. But obviously they got different powers because mm-hmm. cosmic rays are finicky like that. Oh yeah. So uh, little sky was lost and he was traveling from one dimension to the next. He wound up having to kill a Mahari alien in self defense that was wearing Dark Hawk armor. With the other weapons he acquired on his travels, he returned home by luck and found Chris. 
Powell. The first Darkhawk. Mm-hmm. Over the years, the relationship ebbed and flowed as friends and enemies, and Darkhawk rescued him from mind control, and Little Sky took over Darkhawk's mantle for a time. When Chris was separated from the suit, calling himself Overhawk. At some point, he became the leader of Armor, an organization that monitored extra-dimensional activities on Earth. Uh, when an anomaly was found in Manthing Swamp, uh, if you don't know what Manthing is, uh, Manthing is is basically Marvel Swamp Thing, but he doesn't talk, and he's a protector of the nexus of all realities, which is apparently in the Everglades for whatever reason. Why not? <laughs> yeah, sure. So Little Sky dispatched himself and a team to investigate and found that infested with zombies, and he was barely able to escape and task the team with machine. Oh God, this is fucking Marvel I, Zombies Three, isn't it? I I was waiting for you to realize it. Yes, it is, my friend. Uh, you knew it. we were you knew we were gonna have to talk about it at some point. Ah, you knew you knew it was gonna come up. I hate more that the third one is four and five don't count for me because they're mm-hmm. it's in the multiverse and it's stupid. Right. One and two is great. Three I don't like because it's supposed to be canon, apparently. And I don't like that. Um, I hate that. So, anyway, Machine Man and Jocasta to get a sample of blood from another Earth so Morbius can create a cure. While they were gone, the Morbius on their Earth was replaced by a zombie counterpart, which used prosthetics to hide the fact that his face was more sunken in and zombie-like. I don't know how the hell nobody noticed. Yeah. Whatever. So, Nor- Morbius was replaced by his zombie counterpart that caused an outbreak at the armor facility. The three fought back against the Horde and were able to dispel most of them, saving a few people. So he tasked Morbius with deploying the, the Midnight Suns to hunt down the rest. That might have been four. I don't know. Again, it is. So it's it's three. Most of it takes place in three. There are parts of it that bleed into four. As we talk about the recommendations, he is involved in three and four. So mm. Zach's not going to recommend that one, but it's where he shows up. So we're going to talk about it. That's, I'm fine. Listen... <laughs> I, I don't like the fact that it's Marvel Zombies supposed to be attacking the canon universe. Yeah. I don't like that, but I'm fine with it. I like it better than five. Five was stupid. Yeah, five um, was a garbage poo-poo pile. And also, can we just say that DC does zombies a little bit better? DC, because like, they didn't I, even I really do zombies. They, they weren't even no, they zombies. Didn't. Yeah, exactly. That's the closest that they could get. But DC is way, way more easier to digest than Marvel Zombies. DC is, yes, DC like I said, Marvel Zombies Volume 1, Volume 2, great. Self-contained. 3 and 4, okay, they were riding the hype train a little bit. 5, don't even bother. Because uh, I'm pretty sure one of the little stories in 5 was literally, they like, traveling through the multiverse, they were going to go kill this one guy who had it, but he was actually from what was essentially an alternate version of the real world, and he was the only one who became infected, but all he wanted to do was read comics. Yeah. I don't know. That's just dumb. So anyway... Yes, he fought really tooth. Is really dumb. Uh, Charles Little Sky fought tooth and nail to keep armor his own after Norman uh, Norman Osborn took over Shield and you know made it hammer. And a failed assassination attempt. Um, after one, he went looking for Mystique, the supposed client, for answers. Uh, and he was ambushed to be interrogated for what he knew about armor's equipment and knowledge. And Mystique attempted to bribe him with the Zulong, an artifact from Taipei that would allow him to extend his already extensive dimensional travel. He tricked her by agreeing and then stranded her in a distant dimension and left her there. However, she came back, and we don't know why, because comics. Yep, there you go. So anyway, Chris Charles Little Sky also supposedly might be 
you know, is probably the only one of certain people that uh, existed. And we're going to talk about why because of this retcon that Chris uh, lovingly mentioned when we talked about Powell. Yeah. So, first of all, Portal, um, Charles Little Sky is known as Portal. Zach mentioned that he's a mutant, so he has the teleportation abilities. He's also different from the regular Dark Hawk, being that he had actual armor. He wasn't swapping places with anybody. So, the Mahari alien that he killed had Darkhawk armor that they modified from the regular autonomous unit that it comes from. Um, so because of his additional mutant gene, but through the lack of the armor, it sort of balances it out a little bit, and it puts his speed off the charts for anybody else that we've seen wearing the Darkhawk armor, other than maybe Talon. And the only reason that's like that is because Talon grew up in that environment, and that's all he knows. So let's talk about the retcon, okay? So a lot of Charles Little Sky's background as Portal may have been rendered um, sort of not relevant with the Fraternity of Raptors retcon. Um, And when I say with the Fraternity of Raptors retcon, Chris Powell discovers that everything relating to the origin of the Darkhawk armor was false based on what the Fraternity Fraternity of Raptors told him. And it was actually a manifestation of his subconscious being unable to process the large amounts of information uploaded to his vein to his brain when he merged with the amulet that we mentioned when he fully bonded with it so it seems that him fully bonding with the amulet provided so much overflow that not only did he create a fake antagonist dark hawk that was a representation of the information he didn't understand it seemed he somehow was able to fashion an entirely false narrative as well and sort of like fill in the blanks with the people he met um, and this was retconned pretty deep into the Darkhawk universe. This was after pretty much all of these characters were created. So characters like Evil Hawk, Overhawk, um, as I mentioned before, Darkhawk, they are, or excuse me, um, Evil Darkhawk, are all sort of up for debate on whether or not they actually exist because of the fully bonding moment with the amulet. Um, It's still kind of unclear at this point. His story is still developing, and Chris Powell is no longer Darkhawk at this point, so it's not entirely determined if we will get full answers. But that being said, yeah, most likely not. But that being said, that's what we know. So we know for a fact that the evil Darkhawk that we talked about during Chris Powell's run was a manifestation of sort of like his regrets and misunderstanding of all the information. You mean Dark getting. Dark Hawk? Yeah, Dark Dark Hawk, essentially. Right? Evil Dark Hawk, Dark Dark Hawk. Could it just... Could it... Could it... Might as well just call him like Nega Hawk at this point, you know? Negative like, Hawk, I don't know. Negative yeah. Hawk, yeah. <laughs> I, well, Nega Hawk, I can... Mm. Just call him, call him Pigeon, you know? Something completely different. But call, yeah, call that, him... Call him... Fucking... Um, Prey Hawk. I don't know. Call him Qua. Do the thing that DC did. Stop. Just like flip his name around. <laughs> Stop. No, don't do that. Yeah, no, don't do that. We're no, because then his name would looking be... Looking at um, you, Mazas. Yeah. Mazas. Looking at you, Mazas, right. and looking at you, Kla. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. But, yeah, no, so we know for a fact that that evil version of Dark Hawk was a manifestation, but because... We don't have the answers. We don't really know if the other ones actually exist or not. So it's up for debate whether or not these characters are actually people or if they are 
memories and information uploaded from the amulet into Chris's brain that he just simply can't understand. So it creates some sort of fantasy that he can digest. Oh, yeah. So that's a good idea, Marvel. Let's, you know, not represent um, mental health illness. Mental illness in a good way, yeah. What, are we going to have another fucking Moon Knight situation on our asses? (laughs) Yeah, for real. So uh, we got one of him. Uh, an honorable mention that we do want to talk about. It's nothing crazy. It's a specific version of the armor. Um, So it's the mecha armor, and this is during the Infinity Countdown arc when Darkhawk was known as Razor due to Powell discovering the true nature of the armor. So this happens when Razor bonds with the suit, and then he returns to Chris, and it sort of creates this amalgamation of, you know, all these ideas and memories that Chris is then able to sort of draw upon and then turn into his new suit. Um, Razor's intentions were to bring back the fraternity of Raptors with Talon. Um, So he wasn't exactly the greatest guy, but as we say, his morals flipped. And so he was able to sort of, while he was in that position, he had full control of the suit. And he was able to unlock the armor's full potential, which included allowing him to transform into a giant mecha spaceship if he needed. He He just straight up turned into a Gundam if he wanted to. And I thought that was super cool. Like, that was something that we just could not mention. And there was also the Darkhawk 2.0 armor that happens. So um, basically... Chris Powell's run, and he turns into, say, like, a Darkhawk version of War Machine. Like, it's... He, he's got a couple really cool iterations of the armor. He's also got a the, couple that are not so great. Basically, the Fraternity of Raptors is, like, Green Lantern Corps, but... Evil. Not really. But yeah. evil or, like, more nefarious, I'd say. Um <laughs> And more tech-based versus, like, emotion-based. Right. So. And also, kind of in a way, the Shi'ar's personal Nova Corps. Without yeah. having to be a police force for the universe, it's just protect the Shi'ar, uh, you know, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it goes back and forth between who's serving who and who's a good guy and whose morals are there and what's actually real, which is kind of like the, the whole weird thing with Darkhawk. And I think this kind of all sort of is highlighting the fact why you guys probably haven't heard of him because a lot of his story is still a mess and it's very much up in the air. And it's also a lot of people believe that's why they started Connor instead of continuing with Chris Powell, just to sort of like not reboot, but like refresh the story and also introduce some newer faces like, or not newer faces, some true and trusted faces like Captain America and Spider-Man to sort of like help bridge the gap and make people understand what Darkhawk was supposed to be. So there was also an amalgamation or not an amalgamation, or... Yeah, yeah, I guess an amalgam. A warp? Of, of, a warp, yeah, from Warp World, um, which was a combination of Starhawk and Darkhawk. Um, once again, Starhawk being one of those characters that we don't really know if they existed or not. So, and in no, addition Star- to that... Starhawk the, the, oh, existed. Me. Starhawk existed. I'm getting... There's so many hawks. There's so many birds. I know. Starhawk yes. existed. Darkhawk existed. Yes. The, the they didn't really do a whole lot in Warp World, to be honest. They were very much like a background character. It was one of those where the the implications were very, very cool, but we never got anything concrete. So, yep. there you go. That is a forgotten hero, Darkhawk. <laughs> All right. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Join us next time for oh. another comic book. Well, we should probably tell people where to find them. Yeah? Oh, so. Jesus. I'm losing <laughs> my mind. I'm so sorry, yes. guys. So, here we go. Oh, All right. You want to read about... Charles Little Sky, Dark Hawk Volume 1, Issues 5, 6, 19, 20, 22 to 50, 
Marvel Zombies 3, Volume 1, Issues 1 through 4. Marvel Zombies 4, Issues 3 and 4. Marvel Zombies 5. Fuck that. No, I'm kidding. Marvel Zombies <laughs> 5, Issue 5. The Wolverines. Sorry, Wolverines, Volume 1, Issues 14 through 20. Don't read Marvel Zombies 5. It sucks. Sorry. I, I want to. None of you need that headache like I have. Um, Connor Young, Darkhawk, Volume 2. Devil's Raid Volume One Issue One and Six. That's how you know he's really. Mad. Well, dark, yeah. So, and Chris, Christopher Powell. Oh boy, Dark Hawk Volume One, Spider-Man Friends and Enemies Volume One Issues One Through Four, Avengers Volume Three Issues One Through Four, The Loners Volume One, War of Kings, Dark Hawk and War of Kings Ascension Volume One, Infinity Countdown Volume One Issues One Through Four, and Avengers West Coast Volume Two Issues Ninety Three to Ninety Five. So I'm going to go fucking, well, I kind of want to go find the space gem and get my own set of armor and hopefully right. not be you think about it. So I guess I got to go to some abandoned amusement park. So I'm going to go do that. <laughs> and then we will okay. fix Darkhawk's story. We'll create a universe where his story was concrete. And then exactly. There you we'll go. We'll just do that. So join us next time for another comic book character. <laughs>